Hey, what's happening, my friends? Today's the fucking 15th of December, 2020. This is Dr. Drill in the Making Motivation Podcast. Uh, today was a uh, cold, rainy, icy, sleety, snowy type of day. 30 degrees out as we speak. Leaving the office here. Oh, we got some nice... Uh, decor on the lampposts here in town. Wreaths and shit. It's nice. <clears throat> okay. I'll be honest, this is the third time that I've tried to cut this podcast today. Um, it's, yeah, kind of a tough one. I lost a friend, a good friend, we'll call Z. That's what he always went by anyway. Lost him yesterday or over the last couple days. Anyway, very unfortunate. A childhood friend I knew since the sixth grade. He drank himself to death. Something we all knew was going to happen because though each and every one of us have had our challenges <clears throat> with substance abuse over the years, just being human beings and having grown up drinking in the woods and going to parties and that was kind of what we did growing up it's no excuse but it's the one I'm giving you guys it's what we did you know we grew up in the pine barrens we were pineys from our head down to our hiney we freaking got together we surfed we drank we laughed our asses off we played our favorite music Um, I was fortunate to have a group of friends that I grew up with we were kind of like stand by me, man. Just endless adventures. At least looking back, it seems like that. We grew up in a picturesque Pine Barrens town uh, on the Barnegat Bay, Forked River, New Jersey. Lacey Township. <clears throat> it's a thriving community then and now. Other than the landscape and the bay and the ocean. And some people who still inhabit the place, it might be fairly unrecognizable to me, having grown up there. You know, there's um, a lot has changed, like most most hometowns. Anyway, we had a great time. Had some friends that were just fucking unbelievably timeless. I'm fortunate to still be on a text thread with them, and most of it is food and the newest IPA and what such and such is doing. Every once in a while, you know, there's talk about somebody who, whatever, somebody's parent passed or what's going on with jobs and friends and relationships and stuff like that. But more or less, everybody's relatively okay, the same. And we're not. And we're, we're, we're altogether different people though, too. It's, that's amazing. You know, the anatomically, Every cell in our body turns over. You know, some cells faster than others. Skin cells, faster. Liver cells, faster. You know, kidney cells, different metabolic rate. And so, you're literally not the person that you that you were yesterday, or last week at least. Because the nervous system, nerve cells change over as well. And so we have patterns and we have memories and if a memory is strong enough it's saved into long-term memory 
Otherwise, we forget it. Well, I'm saying that a lot of the things that happened <clears throat> back in the Pine Barrens day are saved forever on my hard drive. And Z was right at the center of most of them. We met each other in middle school and got in a fight in sixth grade. Mr. Rasper's class. He sent us down to the principal's office and while we were waiting we made up and kindled a friendship and we got suspended for a week and the entire week we were running together BMXing carrying on, going to one another's houses, swimming in the lakes and my pool and hanging out at his house. I mean we just we were running mates we were on the same wrestling team together, in the same classes went to the same vocational school, went to the same parties, cultivated, added more friends to the mix, colorful characters all, and uh, we had many, many years of awesome times. Z and I, when I was, uh, when we were 14, something like that, 13, 14, we got caught shoplifting. I told that story before, it's the making of Dr. Drill. So we were down the beach and we were surfing and the waves were pretty big and we couldn't get out past the shore break. So we conspired to steal these paddling assist gloves that were kind of like a frog, the webbing, the webbed fingers of a frog or um, some amphibious creature. And they're they're like, uh, they're made of wetsuit material. They're gloves made of wetsuit material so that when you grab the water, you can paddle faster. So we're gonna, our plan was we're going to steal these like we'd stolen a lot of shit at you know, ShopRite and convenience stores and stuff like that. And uh, gotten away with up to this time. We got nabbed. We got thrown in the lockup. It's juveniles. Parents came and picked us up. We were disgraced. We did community service. And our parents said, you guys aren't going to be hanging out together anymore. You're a bad influence. And instead, we became closer. And over the years, we hung out together all the time. And we were so close, we joined the Marine Corps together. Went in on the buddy system. And we were in the same platoon. So for 13 weeks, I stood across the squad bay from John as we bellowed and cleaned our weapons and did push-ups and put our uniforms on and did all the fucking boot camp shit. So we are, I'm trying to say that our relationship was so strong and so important to us and so survivable. It was so survivable. It was, it was strong. And it was also stronger because I moved out of the area and so when John had pulled some bullshit like becoming an alcoholic, chronic alcoholic and find himself in trouble on various occasions, other people who he had let down or had been around, I, I didn't have that perspective. So I had fresh eyes and a, a tremendous patience for my friend. Um, you know, John is a hard worker. He's a great fucking guy. He'd do anything for you. I love him so much. He had some demons, like we all do. 
and uh, we had seen over the past shit 15, 20 years longer that he was in over his head he was found uh, I guess last weekend reportedly in a hotel you know the sort of place that people with no other place to go live probably as wards of the state he had been in jail he had been in and out of rehabs on countless occasions he was found in this fucking dump of a hotel surrounded by plastic vodka bottles half gallon jobs you know what I mean so he leaves behind a wife ex-wife uh, a daughter and a shitload of friends man everybody that knew him could say good things about him John had his problems and he's not the first person to to have these problems You know, we all drank too much, and, and some of my friends still do. That was one of my main complaints, that, you know, they, they were still doing the shit that we did in high school. And so I was glad on some level that I moved away. You know, this is what they want to do. This is what, what we have in common, is that we would get drunk together and have wild times. I mean, always chill and safe, and usually, anyway... We never hurt anybody. We were good guys. We just wanted to go to the beach and surf and have a good day's work and go home and spend weekends together laughing and carrying on, man. We just fucking had great times. I still keep in touch with all these guys, and now I have one less to keep in touch with. But it's very sad. You know, this is something that nobody could stop. We all tried, some more than others. Some aren't surprised or <clears throat> or crushed, emotional about about his passing. Because every anybody who who had been around him recently knew that it was probably coming soon. I mean, I remember talking about this five years ago at least that he's he's got problems, man. You know, you drink a few beers at the end of a long day or, you know, kick back with some friends on the holidays or the weekend and have a six-pack, okay. But if you're 45 years old and you're buying vodka bottles by the handle, one after the other, you know, and the liquor store clerk probably knows your name, that sickens me, man. This is a guy that everybody that knew him loved him, or at least appreciated him on some level. Teachers, former teachers, uh, friends, even people who didn't like John liked him on some level. They admit that there was a novelty about him. He was sharp as a fucking tack when he wanted to be. He could fix anything. He's the type of guy that takes that would take things apart and figure out how they worked and could figure that out really quickly put him back together, he could fix things, he could he could uh, outwork you athletically, he could outperform most people. When we all went in the Marine Corps, I was kind of a, I don't know, misfit toy, we all were, but I wasn't that smart back then, 
or at least that focused. And I scored okay on the ASVAB, a notoriously easy test. He scored way up high, so they put him as an air traffic controller, and I, I signed up as a grunt. That's what I wanted to do, but I don't know how much more I was qualified for. He was smart, and so they put him in a in a job, in a military occupational specialty that, you know, he would be well, that would well serve the Corps. It turned out he hated it, and I loved being a grunt, but we were both Marines, and we both, you know, loved one another, and just so many commonalities, so many great times. I can see his face, I can smell you know, his house. I remember his mom, we'd come home after nights out drinking, tearing up the town, and I mean, I would sleep over or something like that. His mom was always so nice. She's a single mom of four children. John had two brothers and a sister. Um, I believe John's father had died of alcoholism. So it's a genetic predisposition, probably injured from that loss of his father early. Uh, other things in life, you know, he had had marital problems, he had lost jobs, he had been, been locked up. Sometimes of his own doing with rehab, and other times, sounds like he was in jail. So he didn't really have a lot of hope, you know. And as he as he progressively lost, he was a strong guy. But as he lost his will, and he lost everything else that mattered to him, he just drank himself to death. It's a shame. It's a fucking absolute shame, man. And I miss my friend, and I'm sorry he's gone. I'm sorry that he has suffered, and that so many other people suffered because he was struggling you know there's a teenage girl who uh, is his daughter who was always was, had to deal with this his alcoholism and his irresponsibility and he loves her more than anything and all that but he keeps fucking making mistakes and he's not around to support her and he's not in her life and he's not behaving reasonably and this is something that she has to inherit that's in her lap, that's in his ex-wife's lap, that's in all of our, on all of our consciences, because he was one of us, and what happens to one of us, in a way, happens to all of us. You know, there's been a lot of death lately, and there will be more with the COVID pandemic. Lost 300,000 people. My friend recently lost her grandmother and her aunt. I, I have plenty of patients whom, who I know who uh, have either had a scare or they contracted it. And I, I even learned today that a friend of mine, a patient, somebody who's in their 80s, She got together with her family for Thanksgiving and was exposed that way. So everybody's trying to do the right things or don't doesn't see the rationale why we 
why we shouldn't get together with grandma or with, you know, nobody's going to keep us apart for the holidays. Sounds like she contracted it on fucking Thanksgiving. 85 years old in the hospital. I hope she makes it through. Oh, shit. Fucking very, very icy. Um, so, you know, this was told me, told to me by another octogenarian. Everybody's trying to, you know, trying to be wary, trying to be safe, trying to live at the same time. It's a troubled time. And I'm sure that that added an additional burden to my friend John's life when he couldn't find jobs or housing or, you know, people stopped asking about him because they have all these other, it seems like all these problems are mounting in the world. I suspect there's a lot of people out there like that right now who are really struggling. They're thinking like, oh, it sucked before. This really sucks. And I would just ask those people to fucking suck it up and drive on because when you have a toxic again what happens to one of us happens to all of us we are all connected I believe that and I think that while you might be unhappy or have access to grind about this that and the other thing or feel like you failed in life in one way or another and that you can't salvage things, maybe, or you're unhappy for whatever reason. There's always somebody who's got it worse, and there's somebody who looks to you for help and for guidance and for inspiration, and you're part of their stability. Such and such is always going to be there. Hopefully, you're that type of person. Some people, they're not that strong, and some, and most, but most people are stronger than they think. So, you're dealing if you're dealing with your demons during the pandemic by abusing substances you're probably like the rest of us doesn't make you too different just just watch yourself seek help understand that there's a lot of people out there who love you and will be there for you and the quickest way to facilitate that sort of scenario is for you to be there for other people. Stop thinking about yourself and your own problems and look for somebody to help. It could be a phone call or a text or an email. Reach out on social media. Make somebody laugh. Do something. Instead of fucking drowning in a, in a bottle and freaking crying in your in your beer. You know what I mean? There's a tear in my beer and I'm dying for you, dear. You are on my lonely mind. Something like that. Um, you know, in closing, I've been seeing a lot of hearses driving around lately. I saw this last, last week a couple times. They're like these fucking hearses. 
I know a lot of people are dying, and you know, every once in a while you see some uh, procession, a funeral procession, and funerals are all fucked up these days too, because nobody can really, you know, it's unsafe for people to gather. So that's that's really strange and demented, unfortunate. But I don't know. Now I'm wondering if that was if that was like a foreshadowing of this outcome. It did make me think about all the people who are at risk in our society right now and all the unfortunate loss that is occurring as a result of of this pandemic and all the other stresses that are out there in our society today. Find the good, my friends. Find it. If you can't see it anywhere, it's probably in you under layers and layers. Peel that onion. Find the good. Find your ambition. Find your your will, your motivating factor. Your will to live. And fucking live. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when you're tired. Remember, there's people out there who look to you. Be that motherfucker who thinks of other people before you do stupid shit. I miss you, Z. Semper Fi. I'll see you on the other side.